0: Part of being a financial grown-up is making sure you have a plan for how you spend your money and how you pay your bills. And now we have a new tool for that. It is called Split It. It will take a lot of the stress away from those big purchases and really allow you to plan ahead. Here's how it works. You shop online, and when you're ready to pay, you just choose split it at the checkout to split your payment on your credit card and pay over time. There's no interest, no application, no fees. It is fast and easy. So if you buy something for $500, you can split it into five smaller payments of $100 a month without any interest or fees, much more manageable, and you're in control of your costs. By turning your payments into smaller installments over time with no interest, split gives you more spending power. I know I don't like to have to pay interest if I can avoid it. And I also don't want to always be opening new lines of credit. Split your payments and live big with the credit cards you already have. Go to splitit.com today. That's splitit.com. Financial Grown-Up Guide. Let's talk about GameStop. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, grown ups. This is going to be a special solo episode, and we're going to talk about the GameStop phenomenon that happened recently that has gotten a lot of you very interested in how the stock market works, how the companies that hold the money you invest in stocks work, and most of all, how you can make money by buying stocks. Here on the Financial Grown Up Podcast, we normally share money stories that impacted our lives and the lessons from them with our guests, or tips and tricks to improve your financial situation. But today we're breaking format because what happened recently with GameStop and a few other stocks, and with Robinhood and Reddit, all changed the game for a lot of people. Here's what we're gonna cover. What actually happened? Why did GameStop stock, which is a company that wasn't doing very well, suddenly surge? How does short selling work? What goes on in online forums like Reddit's Wall Street Bets page? What is a short squeeze? FOMO, AKA fear of missing out, how that played into things? Why did brokerages like Robinhood put the brakes on trading? Who got hurt and why? And finally, what did we learn? And how does it help us move forward with investing in the future? So let's start with what happened. GameStop's actual business, which is primarily selling video games in brick and mortar retail stores, has not been doing well. Not a surprise, given everything going on. So a lot of professional investors, including hedge funds, were betting against it, doing something called short selling. And by the way, this happened recently with a few stocks, but we're just going to talk about GameStop here because it's the most telling example. So what is short selling? Essentially, the investor goes to the broker and borrows the stock. They turn around and sell that stock to someone else. So they don't have any stock in their possession, but they do have to return it to the broker. So think of it like an IOU. The goal is for the stock to go down between the time that they sold it to someone else and the time that they have to buy it back to return it back to the broker who lent it to them in the first place. Short selling is super risky because if the stock goes up, it absolutely has to be bought to give back to the broker. Since there's no limit on how high a stock can go, there is no limit to how much the short seller can lose. In other words, don't go there unless you really know what you're doing and probably have pretty deep pockets. Now, while this was happening, the stock started getting talked about on Reddit, in particular on a page called Wall Street Bets. They noticed that the stock was heavily shorted and that there was a big change at GameStop, some new members on the board. One in particular, Chewy co founder Ryan Cohen, got noticed because he had a lot of digital experience, something GameStop really needed. So that combination got the Wall Street Bets folks to pile into that stock and cause GameStop to rally. Next topic, the short squeeze. Remember all those Wall Street professionals, hedge funds, and so on that had shorted the stock betting against it? Now, as the stock rose, they were seeing that the price to rebuy the stock that they had borrowed was skyrocketing. So they had to cover their bets before it got way too expensive. So then they got in the game and they were buying the stock, which set in motion this seemingly accelerating endless rise in GameStop stock. Then came the FOMO, the fear of missing out. As news reports of all of this were coming out, more and more people, not surprisingly, wanted in on the action and things started to get out of hand. Plus, the whole thing took on a larger meaning because of media reports that all these little guys banding together, there were more than 5 million folks on that Reddit page, and the word was they were beating these big professional hedge funds. Everyone was talking about it. Now, let's talk about the brokerage firms, and one in particular that gets a lot of attention, Robinhood. Amateur investors can go on Robinhood and trade for free. Robinhood has had its share of controversy in the past, but that's a whole other podcast, but just know that. So in this case, Robinhood started to get worried and citing extreme volatility, they stopped allowing customers to buy GameStop stock, though they could still sell it. So keep in mind, Robinhood's customers are generally individuals. The professional investors who were not dependent on Robinhood could keep buying and selling. So the optics were not good. Some people thought they were doing it to protect the Wall Street pros from losing too much money. Politicians cried foul, and people lawyered up. All right, now, the dust has been settling, and we've got another dramatic twist that hasn't really been reported much yet in the press. University of Chicago law professor Todd Henderson pointed out, and there's some other experts that are also studying the data, but he says that the pros saw what was happening when GameStop stock started rising, and they basically piggybacked on the little guys. Now, we studied the data from that time to come to this conclusion. And while there was a burst of retail activity, he says in her CNBC piece that eventually it was actually the big guys against the other big guys. According to Henderson, hedge funds purchased stock and then they held it. So then this created fewer shares for the hedge fund short sellers to borrow in the market. That squeezed the number of possible shares available to be loaned, making it harder for short sellers to bet against the stock. So then the desperate short sellers needed to find new shares to borrow, but supply was constricted. If you're not following this at this point, that's kind of the point. It's complicated and it's not for amateurs. And that brings us to who got hurt and why. So yes, hedge funds, and one in particular, got hurt. As I write this, GameStop's gains have almost all disappeared, so a lot of people who bought it will likely sell it for a big loss, and they probably won't talk about it, especially with all the bragging going on about how much their friends and family made on the rise up, assuming that those people sold it at a profit. FOMO can cost you. So finally, what are the lessons to take away from all of this? Lesson number one, while everyone loves a great David versus Goliath story, be aware that sometimes there is more to the story. Lesson number two, trading stocks is really risky. And this kind of trading where you are buying a stock, not based on any connection to the actual business of the company is not investing. It is gambling. So only use the money you would take with you to a casino. Lesson number three, Be aware of the hype and think twice before getting on the bandwagon. Yes, a lot of small investors are out there bragging about how much they made off GameStop and other similar situations, but a lot of people lost money or are holding stock that is well below what they paid and will likely sell at a loss. As for my take, it's never a good feeling to know that many well-meaning people took risks they didn't understand and lost money. I'm glad that this got so much attention from non-investors that are now interested in learning more about the stock market and may become investors. And even though that interest was motivated by momentum-driven trading, my hope is that eventually that will evolve into learning about thoughtful, intentional, and strategic investing that will help all of us reach our grown-up financial goals. Thanks everyone for joining me. For more money tips and advice, plus lots of giveaways, please go to my website, bobbyrebell.com and sign up for the Grown Up List newsletter. I love bringing you this podcast and it is and always will be free to you, but there are a number of ways that you can support the show if you enjoy it. Number one, tell a friend about it. Number two, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Make sure you tag me so I can thank you. Number three, write a review on Apple Podcasts. And finally, do a little responsible shopping on my grownupgear.com website. It's got t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, tote bags, and more all tied to celebrating being grownups or maybe commiserating in some cases. The products make great gifts for friends, family, and coworkers, and even for yourself. Thanks everyone for joining me and for being financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebell is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.